Welcome to the DFW Child Podcast, a place for local parents to tell their stories, share mom truths, and dig deeper into real issues, all while celebrating this crazy, challenging, beautiful journey called parenthood. Let's welcome our host, Brittany McElroy. When you think about the holidays, what do you usually think about? What do you remember about celebrating when you were a kid? Chances are it wasn't the presents. It's the traditions and the time spent with family. That's what makes this time of year so special. Food and just getting together with family. But like on Christmas Eve, we normally do tamales, like the typical Texas thing. And then um, we have a spinach lasagna on Christmas um, and a breakfast strata, getting together and doing breakfast on Christmas morning and the cousins having matching jammies. <laughs> oh, favorite holiday tradition. I probably would say just driving around and looking at Christmas lights and it's free. And this year it's very COVID friendly, which is something we've always been doing, but this year really applies. And just making that like a very purposeful, we do it every Sunday night. We pick a different neighborhood. We pick a different city around us. We pack the car with our hot chocolate, with our little tumbler. We turn on the Christmas music on the radio and we just drive. And it's become a really fun tradition. It was a tradition when I was a kid. I passed it on to my kids and three cheers for a COVID friendly Christmas tradition that we can keep alive this year. I know for me, I remember staying up super late with my siblings, trying to catch Santa, but never being able to. Both my brother and sister would sleep in my room on Christmas Eve. And I remember every New Year's Eve and New Year's Day spent with all of my cousins, and there are a lot of us, at my granny's house. It was my favorite part of the year. We still do it, and I pack up my kids and make the drive to Louisiana, where we have somehow managed to find room for all of the significant others and the next generation to stay. Because of COVID, this is the first year I can remember that I won't spend New Year's at my granny's house. With many extended family gatherings and big parties not happening because of the pandemic, we as parents are trying to figure out how to still make the holidays special. Luckily, licensed clinical social worker Laura O'Reilly says the little things can be just as important as the big things. Traditions, especially for kids that are the things that when you're an adult, you remember and think, wow, that was really special or that was really important. And in my mind, those are the ones that are really about the time, the quality time together, and not about um, the expense of it or, um, you know, all the energy that went into putting it together. It's really about that quality time. And I think that's, for me, especially what sticks out to me as an adult reflecting on my childhood are, are the ones that made me feel really comfortable and made me feel really loved and, um, you know, are so kind of small but mighty. She has three kids, ages four, five, and six, prime ages for creating Christmas magic. We always make cookies. That's a big deal for us. So making cookies is a tradition. I mean, there's, there's so many, and that's the things about like rituals and traditions, like they become such a pattern that we overlook them. Um, and so it's hard for me because I'm like, well, what do we do? I don't know. Um, we always do cookies. We always do, you know, a lot of Christmas movies. We're a big Christmas movies family. The Polar Express and Elf are like two of our big favorites. Um, we uh, This year, I think we're going to maybe break our tradition of having an artificial tree and get a real tree. 
Um, we're thinking about going to cut one down. <laughs> There's a place not far from here. Uh, but looking at Christmas lights, you know, driving around and looking at Christmas lights is a big deal for us. Um, decorating our tree together. Um, we love Charlie Brown Christmas music. So that's kind of a tradition for us is to have a night where we, you know, just sit around and listen to the music and laugh. Um, Elf on the Shelf is a tradition that we do. None of these things are big or expensive, but they are rituals that Laura says are important for kids to have. And this holds true not just for holiday traditions, but day-to-day life as well. We are, as humans, we practice rituals all the time. Like we do going to bed rituals, bath time rituals, mealtime rituals. I mean, we are just um, really connected to each other through these rituals. And so it's so important because this is really where we have the control and the structure that we can create for our families and our children is through these rituals. When you look at our worlds, there's so much unpredictability, especially right now. There's so much that, um, you know, kind of pressure that's put on families. And so these rituals and traditions and even holidays are where we have the control and where we can give our kids a lot of predictability. And so that's why they're really important for kids, especially. In addition to her role as mom, Laura works with all kinds of people professionally as a counselor individuals, couples, families, and she says one way to make this year's holiday special is to include your kids in the planning. Let them have a say. I think one of the really cool things about rituals and traditions is that it doesn't just have to be like a top-down approach. Like mom and dad say, hey, this is exactly what we're doing. So I think that the kind of power in rituals is that we all have a buy-in kids get to say, hey, I want to do this, or I would be really cool if we did this. And I, in my family, we do this through family meetings. So you can choose, you know, to do a family meeting every day if you want to, or one day a week. And we just talk about like what's coming up and what to expect and um, kind of roles are given to people. And so I think with um, all that's going on right now, that's an important even ritual in and of itself is having a family meeting. And then it doesn't have to be that top-down approach where I give you all the ideas. Let's open it up and see like, well, what do you want to do? If all of the kind of stuff that we used to do, like having a big family gathering is off the table, you know, there's so much creativity that could come into play now. And kids are so creative. (laughs) So, you know, I don't know, maybe it's, we're going to have, um, a a family pillow fight or something that I would never think of, you know, but okay, I'm going to let them have the power over the traditions and rituals too. And so, all right, that's on our list. We're doing it, you know? And um, so, so I think that kind of plays to that gifts of imperfection too. Like it's not going to be perfect. It's going to be something that you're going to have to be flexible with as a family. But if you can let the kids have a, a leadership role in creating it and then, you know, executing it and, okay, how do we plan this pillow fight? Where is it going to be? That gives a lot of predictability and structure to, you know, unpredictable times. And so these traditions, when we're creating them together, gives you that sense of belonging and pride as a kid too, that like, oh, you know, I can have a part in, in an impact on my family. Another possible advantage of a smaller holiday celebration it could give you a chance to figure out your own family traditions separate from those you grew up with. When we started talking about this, I had to laugh, remembering my first few Christmases with my husband trying to meld our traditions. We disagreed on all kinds of things. Real tree or fake tree. 
Do you open some presents on Christmas Eve or everything on Christmas morning? What are the must-see Christmas movies? And apparently, we're not alone. It's so challenging because there are all these traditions that have been going on for years and years and years, and you had no part in creating them. <laughs> and so it can be really, really challenging. And then how do I, how do I navigate that, right? Um, and so, so how, what would my suggestion be for couples? It's like, okay, first A, no, it's really hard. Give yourself a whole bunch of grace that this is not an easy thing and there's going to be a lot of imperfection and it's going to get messy. But the strength is that you get to create some things together as your own family unit. unit. Um, and so that's going to take some time and energy and perfecting as you go along, you know, um, and you're going to figure it out. You know, it's not something that has to happen all in one conversation. It's not something that has to happen all in one holiday season. It will come along. But that idea of, um, you know, listening to understand why there's, you know, we've just been talking about all the comfort and predictability that comes along with your traditions, especially as an adult looking back to your childhood. And so there's so much that you know, we can't even put a name to sometimes. Why is this so important that we do this on this day? And so there's a lot of listening to understand that needs to happen instead of listening to persuade each other to do it my way. <laughs> and so, um, so that can be a real big skill too. It's like, okay, how do I learn to listen to understand my partner and just get it? Like, oh, this is important to you. And maybe you don't even understand why exactly because it has all these deep childhood roots. But okay, I can compromise on that. Like, that's really important to you. I get that. Okay, here's what's really important to me. And I might not be able to explain it either. And so how do we find um, some space to compromise with each other? And then how do we find some space to give ourselves our own creativity to create what we want to do and what our kids want to do? And so it's a balancing act and, you know, sticking with it, I think, is the admirable thing. While spending time with extended family and friends is wonderful and special, it can also take over your holiday time quickly. So while it's okay to mourn the loss of that this year, it might also provide a little space for doing things differently and building some special traditions all your own. Then she says, take that intentional mindset beyond the holidays, a weekly family meeting or movie night, brunch on Sundays, birthday traditions. These all serve our kids to help them feel safe, secure, and loved. If you're interested in learning more, Laura recommends the book The Intentional Family by William Doherty. I haven't read it, but she says it's really shaped how she thinks about traditions as a mom and in her professional life. On the next DFW Child podcast, we are talking toys, including how to make the most out of picking toys that will grow up with your child. When we look at toys from the child perspective, we need to remember that this is the child's tool for their play. And when we think about play in childhood and we know that play is, this is the epitome of childhood and this is how the kids are learning. So when we think about toys in that kind of frame of mind, we realize that this is a tool that the child needs to use for their play. And just like we want great tools in the kitchen and great tools in our garages and great tools in the backyard, we need to have great tools for our kids. Have a great week. Be sure to follow DFW Child on Facebook and Instagram so we can continue the conversation and check out the helpful parenting resources on dfwchild.com. Until next time.